In the previous year of the Maral, we spoke about that the three Takonos, the Anshak Nesla weren't random pieces of advice. It was very specific for the Adar, and as we saw for the different levels within Adar, that they foresaw there was going to be a drop in every generation on the level of their knowledge or their understanding, and therefore the advice they gave was each door would ha- best to offset, so to speak, the loss caused by that lack of learning. And now the Maral is going to elaborate further on this theme, and he says, If we've covered all these three bases, then we've addressed the whole need, the needs of the entire Klai Israel. It doesn't just say the things they said, it tells us there were three things they said, no, specifically three. We don't need more than that. If we've covered these three bases, then we've found the solution for everybody. They chose these three things because those are the most applicable and practical for their door. All these things come from the Chisarin and the Seichel. They foresaw a situation where every door was going to have less Chachma than the generation beforehand. We break the levels of a person, so to speak, mental prowess into three different levels. We call Chachma, Bina, and Das. We call and to prove that there are these three levels of within a person's mind, he brings a pasuk. It's talking about the title. Hashem fills him with chachma with twin of das. Now, what does chachma bina and das mean? So first, we learn the maral. So we'll read what the maral says. Afterwards, I'll tell you that there's another mahalach of the Vilna Gaon explaining which is the Mishnah to explain these three terms. The Maral's explanation is What the Maral calls Chachma is a person's Svara, uh, a person's logic. A person is logical as a Chachma, a person who is illogical. He makes comparisons which aren't the same. His uh, line of reasoning is faulty, that's not a Chachma. And therefore, the Chachma is by a person's Svara, his, his logical way of reasoning. They have a correct logical way of thinking, so there's no problem with their chachma. But when they're coming to debate something and uh, learn a new halacha from a previous one, so then there's a problem, what we call to learn one thing from the other, then we call it a problem in the bino. There's something missing in their factual knowledge. That's the way the morale explains the three levels. Chachma is a person's logic, his svara. Bina is a person's ability to deduce new halachas from people. And lastly, das is a person's, what he knows, his knowledge. And he compares it to these three things. Like we said, ruling judgments applies to a person's logic of how he sees the case. And that needs Chachma. And he brings the right from the last mission in Baba Basra, 
that says it's not miktsaya betayra, which is more, needs more chachma than dinay mamilas. There's no area in Torah which a person needs that sense of logic more than when it comes to many cases. A person needs two sides of the story, which is more logical, which is more believable, which is more likely to have happened. That's using what the morality defines as chachma, or as logic, as, and that's uh, the, the level which we're talking about the loss of chachma in the dar, or would apply to the dayanim. We have to apply this the most. And therefore, the advice to the Dayanim, who need to exercise this quality, is have a Muslim Bidin. Listen to all the possible Mahalchim, uh, the different perspectives of what's the, right, the more logical sack uh, or the more logical understanding of what really happens. And based on that, a person can come to a reading. When it comes to trying to understand by discussion, by arguing, by the give and take of the sugya, which he calls bina, more talmidim, each one can add a little bit, will add more to the overall pilpul, even if each time it is on a lesser level. And the third thing, which means knowing what Talacha is, Rakanegad Misha Nedra Yadir. He's missing information, Hacha'ena Yadir. He doesn't know what Talacha is. And therefore, for that person who's missing Yadir, if you don't make him a boundary to prevent him going against the Torah, he's going to cross the threshold of Mutin to Asur. It's not clear to where the distinction lies. That's already the barrier. These three uh, instructions will be a tikkun for where the mistake is going to manifest itself on all these three levels of the Chachma. The din needs a person's logic, so it's a Muslim, deliberate in judgment. if it's a number, it means dafka these no more. Afkan ba'loyma ki'eru agimul dvarim hem koyim tikkun adam legamrei kasher yeshkan chisarin hen b'chokhmei b'bina ben b'das. And therefore, wherever the level of a person's mind, the chisarin of the generation is going to affect, whether it's his chokhma, which the moral expands his fara, or his bina, which is the ability to befalfel to learn new things, or his uh, das, which means his knowledge of facts. Wherever it is, Chazal have given him the Eitzah to prevent the problem. Now, we can't change the problem. Like we saw before in the marshal that he gave. Of a Raifei who sees that a person has a certain weakness, and he has to give him medication which is going to compensate for that weakness. It's different to saying the Raifei will find the refuah which is going to cure the weakness. We're not saying that over here. The fact that the Doris are going to go down in level is a given. And therefore what we can try and do is cure it 
which is by giving an antidote which will offset that weakness, not something which is going to prevent it. And therefore, we, for example, the most clear example of this is when you're talking about the Hamoin Am, the general population, that what's missing is their knowledge, according to the way the explains it, their das, then we can't, we're not initiating a program to teach them more. We understand that for most people they don't have that overall knowledge of halacha, or they definitely won't be aware of it, and therefore the aid is, is to build a barrier to prevent them being over the halacha. If a person knows he can't have meat and milk and he can't have chicken and milk, to give the example we gave before, so he doesn't have to know the lambdas of the sugi of which is the rice or which is the rabban. But by creating the barrier, we've stopped the problem happening. Similarly, when it comes to, for example, muktzah and Shabbos, it's also takana of Chazal. And the reason for takana was that people aren't going to do melacha. So by preventing them touching the things that they could do melacha with, so there's less likely they'll come to melacha. And here also, it's not that we're trying to educate people what's the isra and the hetza. We're trying to prevent people doing the isr. That way they don't have to understand what exactly the isr is or where it would lie. For example, if a person has the hammer, and now to know what's considered boinem with the rice and what's not boinem, what he can do and what he can't do, that needs a certain level of knowledge, of das. For a person that doesn't have that knowledge, so we make it oivot akana, don't touch the hammer. It's a kishim after this, so don't touch it for nothing. And if that's the case, uh, it's, it becomes irrelevant with the fine points of exactly where the Allah is. We prevented a person coming to that. So when it comes to the Talmudim, we're not giving answers of how to make the Talmudim better that they would be on the level of previous Talmudim. That's not, that's not something which is optional. We can change. But what we can do is saying by increasing the amount of Talmudim, so we're going to make sure that the level of, or the standard of the Torah learning is going to be similar. The majority will make up for the lack of each, each one's individual ability. And then if that's the case, then when it comes to Dayanim. Having Musulim Bedin isn't something which is going to make the Dayan have a clearer Svara. All it can do is give a ch- him more of a chance to clarify the Svara that he has and make sure that what he's saying is logical. And that they know disproves that there's nothing wrong with it. And they say, Vashem, the brisker of. And he said, to Mechadash HaChidosh, to explain the Rambam, we can do it in five minutes. But now to check that it's actually true. And that it works with everywhere else with the same topic as mentioned, it can take a few months. And it's the same inside over here. Musulim Bedin means it's possible to think of a solution, to come up with an idea, but now person has to check that it really makes sense, that there's no contradictions to it, that there's no objections to it. And it takes time. Person has to be Muslim and make sure that what he's saying is actually right. That's the way the morale explains. As I said previously, there's another way of explaining Chachma and Bina also. Not the way the morale explains that Chachma is logic. But rather what Rashi says in Parshat Veschanan, when it says, And there Rashi brings Chazal that says, is the knowledge that a person has from his teacher. And binaschem is that the person can apply that knowledge to create more. And if that's the case, if we're not going with Chachma as being logic, but Chachma as being information, knowledge, the amount of knowledge a person has, and Bino, is also being maybe the ability to deduce one thing from another. And if that's the case, then das wouldn't be knowledge, but das would be clarity of applying that knowledge. So then we would say the same principle as morale. We're talking to three principles, the three different areas of society. Just with, if that would be the definition, we have to say it a little bit differently. And then we have to say that what applies to the dayanim is the bina, because they're the ones who have to extract 
the for the case that they're dealing with from a different case. They have to be made in davar mitaychdavar. They'll have to use the existing knowledge they have to render a ruling on a new case, and that they'll use mitaychdavar. And the talmidim who are trying to learn the entire the entire the entire range of Torah knowledge, which on a less on a lesser level would be less able to do that. So then they would need more talmidim. Like we said before, so each one can focus on a different chalik of Torah. And that way no part of Torah will be forgotten because we'll have the people who know that area of Torah well. So we can get the Chachma, which is the knowledge. And then the Daesh would explain as the clarity of knowing, of applying the halacha. And then again, if there's a lack of that clarity in applying the halacha, people are going to make mistakes. And that's where you'd have to make boundaries. Anyway, regardless of which way you want to say it, the principle is still true. We're addressing the different elements of Klai Yisrael. We're addressing each one, the area of knowledge which is going to get weaker by them, and the suggestion of Anshu Kassagadayla, of what a person can do to, to rectify that. And now the Maharal is going to tell us a new point. And he's going to tell us that besides for that, there's also another factor what's going to cause people to make mistakes in these three areas. And he says, Even if the door wouldn't have any given chesar, any lack, it would be a door without the chesar. But they won't be exceptional. Like the generations of the Zakanim and the Nevim who were exceptional like we saw before that each one in their own right could be a Moisarah Nevertheless, a person by being a person has inherent weaknesses. And if that's the case, the advice of Ashokna applies to a person by Sherhu Adam. Not because he's on a lesser level than the door beforehand, but because of this, them, that their natural human inclinations, which even great people will suffer from, and that's what we need to give us advice to correct. A person isn't completely a uh, creation of seichel, of intelligence, like uh, a malach would be, for example. A person also has various traits, various tendencies, various midas. And therefore a person has to be aware of the fact that he's a person. And that the weaknesses that a person has, and then he has to act in a way which is going to work against the natural weaknesses that a person has. Even if he has intelligence and he has a swara, whatever it might be, he's also a physical person. And that brings to a conflict between the seichel and the person's physical side, and the one can influence the other. Going back to the first piece of advice, his, the advice was, be slow, careful when you give a psak. The person isn't completely sikhli, logical. If a person would be able to be completely logical, and therefore the first thought he had was 100% true based on logic, then a person could pass him quickly. But being as is not the case, a person shouldn't pass him too quickly. And he explains why. He says, Logic which wouldn't be from a person. That's a pure logic. From Hashem. From a Malach. I don't know from who. That would be something which we wouldn't need to wait. Because nothing's going to change. What was logical at the beginning is logical still now. And if a person could pass on the spot, then nothing would change. 
But since Seichel Adam is part of a person and is influenced by a person, then in context completely logical. Therefore, a person has to act in a way which is right for a person to act. I want to elaborate a little bit on this to explain what he's saying. And the way, where is the choymer, where is the person's nature of being a person going to affect his ability to pass on halacha? So there's, there's this tremendous insight in Rabbi Shalom Salanta. Let's repeat what we said in the previous year. What was the process of a basting? The process was each judge would think about the sugya, the topic, the halacha on their own. They would come to their individual understanding of what the psak should be. They would present it to the audience of the other 22 Dayanim, who were a very experienced audience. We're talking about Dayanim. People had just learned the Sogi themselves as well. They would then criticize, analyze, debate, dispute, whatever points had been made. And after all that, the court would go into recess. Every judge would spend the night reviewing all the arguments for and against relearning the sugya, coming to a new conclusion. And the next day the base would reconvene and every judge would present his opinion on based on how he held now. And let's ask the question. If we're already going to talk about that the way to clarify the judgment is through discussion and disputation between the judges. And the process to that is for everyone to render a ruling and then hear all the objections or the disagreements to, to that ruling, then let them argue it out until we come to a decision of whose side makes more sense. Why do we have to now go into recess and go back to the stage of everybody thinking for themselves? So, Israel says a principle. And he says, because exactly what the Maral said, a person isn't purely logical. And a person's physical nature gets involved in the way he thinks. How? How? Because once a person's come to an opinion, then this is my opinion. This is how I think. And therefore I'm prepared to defend my opinion to the death. There's a natural inclination that a person has to stand behind what he holds. Like the Gemara says already, a person holds what he holds. And if that's the case, even if it's more, more problematic, less logical, the objections raised against it, a person is going to go all out to defend it because it's his opinion. Now, on the one hand, the Rishol writes, there's a mile in that. There's a benefit to that. Because if a person has to explain a certain position and the invested interest he has in it because it's his opinion is going to force him to try much harder to explain it. So once a dynasty has to defend his way of learning, his opinion on the circuit, of course, he's going to do his best to explain, to clarify, to prove his point because that's his point. And the personal interest of him, what he said is right, is going to push him to explain and elaborate and prove his side as best as possible. The other dying will do the same. Which on the one hand is good. On the other hand, there's a problem. And that is, that same tendency that a person has that they want to prove themselves right means a person doesn't take the objections or the logic of his opponent seriously. He sees his side as being right 
and his adversary's side as something which needs to be disproved or argued with. He doesn't take seriously that the possibility the other side is right. That's the nature of a person. And therefore, in the scenario where the one is pitted against the other, and it's going to be a discussion, a debate, an argument, then there is a certain element that a person doesn't listen objectively to the other side. He's too busy trying to defend himself or to find ways to disprove the other side. And therefore the answer was that we call the recess. We've argued at the point, the, the arguments for and against have been given and now we're going to make a break. And now each time on his own is going to review every side for and every side against. And now when it's not in the situation where he's against somebody else and he feels forced to defend his position when somebody else holds differently, and now he can look at each side of the coin and hopefully have the intellectual honesty to base each one on its own merits. And it might just be that he comes to the conclusion, actually, what the other party was saying is more logical. We want that to happen. That's the Musunim Bedin. The extra time we give to be slow before rendering a psak. Because there's a certain element of the Khomer Adam, of a person being a person, which is going to interfere with his objectivity if he issued the psak at the same day he thought of it. In the, in the context of a Bastin, where, where there's an active disagreement between different members of the Bastin. It's so only if you give a person a chance to reflect on both opinions not in a confrontational atmosphere, not with the adversary being here, then it's more likely that the Seichel will be able to dictate what's the more logical Mahalach, even if it happens to be that of the one he was arguing with. But Peshas Maisa, in the argument, is much less likely to happen. And the Gemara says this. The Gemara talks about Machlokes and Rabbi Yechon and Rishlokish. And the Gemara says the next day, both Rabbi Yechon and Rishlokish came back to the base Medrash, and each one said, I rethought my opinion, and I hold like the other one. So as on day one, Rabbi Yechon was Mechaev, and Rishlokish was Poiter. On day two, Rabbi Yechon comes back and says, you know what, I thought it through again. Rishlokish is right. I'm changing my opinion. And Rishlokish comes back to the base Medrash and says, I thought it through again. Rabbi Yechon is right, and I'm changing my opinion. It needed that time away from the argument, where a person isn't, f- f- doesn't feel forced to defend his position. And then a person is able to think about both positions on their own merits based on the logic and not based on whose opinion it was that it's possible for a person to decide what's really the more logical option. Means taking into account the natural weakness of a person and that is that he wants to prove himself right. The way to make sure that it's not going to skew the judgment is Musunim. The extra time that we give the Dayanim to reconsider the case in, the, in circumstances where they aren't necessarily swayed by the fact that it's their opinion at stake. The Maral goes on to explain the second advice they gave in a similar way, and that is And the Maral says, When it comes to deep things, it's hard for a person to be completely clear. A person's reality is the physical world he does around him, uh, which he relates to. Things which are much more deep, more abstract, uh, less, so to speak, close to his conceptual awareness. So it's harder for a person to be clear in those things. And we all see this. 
areas of Kodshim and Taras, which we don't have direct exposure to or connection to, we find the concepts much more foreign than concepts in Nashan Rizik, in which we deal with much more. And therefore, Having more Talmidim will help a person get to the Seichel Hamiti. He's going to explain that there'll be less mistakes. Why? And on that the Gemara says in a few places, Basically a sword against Talmidim Chacham who are learning on their own, without anybody else. And what's the problem with learning one one's own? Why they deserve to be punished? They become tipshim, they become foolish. It says, They became foolish. In other words, when a person learns by himself, he becomes foolish. That's why it's important to learn together with other people. Why is that? And if you explain what the Maral just said, in my own words, I'd say it like this. A person has in his mind certain first principles, certain concepts, certain ideas. When he learns something new, he tries automatically to fit it into the frame of reference he already has. And therefore this makes sense in the terms of what I already know. But that's really taking the, the concept of Torah that he's learning and applying it to something he already knows about and now he sees it in that term, in those terms. That's why he understands it. And if the Torah or the Allah is learning is really referring to something that he doesn't have a reference to, so he's not going to understand what it really means. And if a person is learning on their own, that's a mistake which is likely to happen. Which means people understand things, interpret them in the sense of what they're aware of, what they can relate to. And if a person is learning by himself, so he's going to make mistakes. Because love dafka is Allah referring to something, or the Torah referring to something which he's thinking about, that's what in his mind, and that's what he's trying to see it in terms of. That's the reference he's bringing up to explain the topic. Whereas if you're learning with other people, so they don't necessarily have that same axiom that this person has. They don't see it in terms of the same starting point. And therefore, they're not going to interpret it the same way. And this is a mistake one often sees. A person's sure that he has a proof of what he's saying because that's what it says in the Gemara. Because that's what it says in the Halacha. And when someone challenges it, and he goes back to find his proof, you see, it's not such a proof. You thought it was a proof because you understood it like that. But looking at it closely, it doesn't have to be understood like that. It could be understood differently. And this is the aside. That being as a person's mind isn't completely dictated by logic. A lot of how a person understands is based on his own experience or knowledge he also already has. If that's the case, and if a person's learning on his own, he's going to sometimes miss the point of what he's saying or what he's learning. He's going to try and wrongly connect it to things he knows about, which is not necessarily the case. And it's only when a person learns with other people, then suddenly they realize that the way they started off, and as a basic point to what the Gemara is talking about, what the Sog is talking about, is just because they assumed that's what it meant. There's no proof to that. And it could be understood differently. The Chaznish once said this. He said that if, you, if someone comes to argue with him in learning, it's not really an argument in the Halacha. 
really have to go back and learn the Gemara from the beginning and see from there where each person understood differently. In other words, very often differences aren't differences at the end of the line. They're right from the very beginning. How a person began to understand was different. And if a person is going to learn on his own, then there are going to be those times as a person that he's going to make mistakes. And the matter of dealing with other people is that other people aren't necessarily going to make the same mistakes. And therefore, when a person says, I'm, this is what it means, so where do you get that from? It doesn't say that. I, I thought it meant like that. Okay, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it means something else. And therefore, the idea of Ribuya Talmidim, the Maragas said before, and this pill pull is to clarify halacha, and this is where it's going to work. A person on his own is likely sometimes to make mistakes in understanding. The fact that there are more people to discuss with, there are more people to learn with, there are more people to, to, to talk it through with, will rectify those mistakes. Because that gives the second person's vantage point on the sugya, which doesn't necessarily come from the same place or the same way of looking at it the first one had. And if a person only learns by himself, the says we touch him. They're going to become stupid, which means they're going to make stupid mistakes. They're going to wrongly connect one thing to another thing, and they'll think that's what the Torah said. They're convinced that the way they saw it is what it really means. I remember when I was in Ravash's Shia, we used to, I used to hear the Salat, I used to sit next to him, and people came to talk to him. And we said, the Rebbe said the Shia like this, the Rebbe said like this, I, I never said that. People are convinced that the way they understood something is what was said. When they learn something, the way they understood it, that's what it says. It's not necessarily the case. It's Tafka through the being ability to discuss it with other people shows that we both heard the same shit. How can we heard different things? We both read the same safe. How can we come with different maskanas? That's because a person is a person. And he applies what he's thinking to what he's learning. And that analysis, that connection, that application might not be correct. And it's only when a person sees somebody else who didn't learn like that we didn't understand the same way. We didn't necessarily think that's what it meant. That wakes the person up to understanding that it could be his explanation was wrong. And then he's open to coming to a more, so to speak, a second attempt at trying to understand, which hopefully isn't going to be based on one person's vantage point with a lot of people, a lot of time him. It's more likely they'll come to a clarity of what Allah really means. So we managed to get to two of the three last time, next time as we get to the last one. And well, the advice of Lajikistakadola wasn't just to people on the lower level, but it's to people because they're people. Because the advice is coming to offset, so to speak, the reasons why a human seichel isn't perfect logic. There could be mistakes in that, and this is going to be the way to fix them up.